When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. How do you beat the Sunday scaries? This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer did the morning show today, so we've tried to send him home. He's still sending us emails. I don't know what his status is. <laughs> I think he's very delirious oh, because yeah. he sent us an email during the break of the Instagram account of Priyanka Chopra's dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That tells a story. It sure does. (laughs) Lots of stories to be told this Monday on the Colleen and Bradley show. Very true. Uh, That's Holly Roberts. And we're here keeping you company until three o'clock today. Now, Holly, you brought up the concept of the Sunday scaries. And I immediately thought I knew what you were talking about. But many people might not know the word Sunday scaries in terms of what it means. Can you explain it to us? So Sunday scaries, this isn't necessarily a new phenomenon, but it's a more recent name for the Sunday night blues. The anxiety, the dread that many people feel on a Sunday night, knowing that their Monday morning is going to go full speed ahead, going to have to go back to work, back to your obligations, and that you're going to have to stop the rest that you are having on the weekend. And now the kids, Colleen, like the to call it these days. The kids these days like to call it Sunday scaries. And they have for the past couple of years. But I really noticed yesterday, scrolling through Instagram, that lots of people are talking about Sunday scaries. And what they're doing to alleviate that problem. 651-641-1071. How do you beat the Sunday scaries? What do you do to try to kind of push away the Sunday scaries so you can get through your Sunday and just enjoy the rest of your weekend and ease into your Monday? Yes. Uh, Holly, I know you've got your own personal strategies. Oh, yeah. My personal strategy is make Monday as easy as possible. Don't overschedule yourself. Mm. Don't get up early. Mm-hmm. Just nice and glide into Monday. Now just I, like ease just, on in. Just easy like a Monday morning. Yes. Because that way I know that I don't have to set my alarm for five in the morning. And then it's going to be hard to get up. And then I'm not going to want to get up. And then I'm just going to lay there and think about how I don't want to get up in the morning. So why not just make it easier for myself and allow myself to sleep in on a Monday morning. And then I'll roll into work, roll into my day. Oh, interesting. And then I try not to book anything on Monday nights either so that I can just have a nice transition into the week. Now, Tuesday's another story. Right. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> 651-641-1071. How do you beat the Sunday scaries? Now, I... I do 50% of that, Holly. Mm -hmm. I've learned about myself, and I've probably learned the better part of this uh, in the last year of my life. If I can avoid having a lot of plans on a a Monday afternoon, that's that's where I feel the most stress. So, like, I can still, I'll do the early morning workout on a Monday morning. 
I'm fine with the getting up portion and I'm fine with getting through the day. But then by the time I'm done with work, then I need to have some space. Yeah. Because then that's to me, that's like I need to truncate my day a little bit so that it doesn't feel like if Monday is super stressful and busy all the way through the day, then then that does not set me up for a good week. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I try to ease into my Monday. I'm fine getting up early. I just don't need it to be a long day. But I found it really interesting the other day. It was maybe like last weekend. Um, my 12 year old who already is prone to anxiety. And by the way, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. If you have any tips or tricks for how you handle that kind of end of day anxiety on Sundays, the kids are calling it the Sunday scaries. Um, but my 12 year old said to me, uh, he said, am I the only person who has this feeling at the end of Sundays at the end of my weekend? And I said, Oh no, no, no. no, Welcome to the world, buddy. I said, no, this is, what this is life this is life welcome to it sorry about it yeah oops uh, what mm, yeah. we're gonna work on that maybe someday yeah I but don't know. he really did i mean he realized that like about noon on sundays he already felt the weekend slipping away from him yeah and it is it, that is really like the most frustrating thing the only thing i could say to him was the thing that you've got the the best thing you can do is figure out how to get the most out of the rest of your day yes because if you can't let the rest of your Sunday sail through, then you're cutting yourself off of the weekend before the weekend's done. You gotta live in the now. You gotta man. live in the now. You yes. can't borrow trouble. You gotta like sail all the way through to the end. Don't start Monday until Monday has reared its ugly head. That's right. I also I'm gonna ask you a question. Please. I have a t shirt that says Monday called, I hung up. Yeah. And I don't know when to wear it. <laughs> You wear it on Monday, duh. Is it a Monday shirt or it, is it a Sunday shirt? It could be a Sunday shirt. Like or a is Sunday, it a Tuesday shirt? I don't know, Colleen. But Monday is just like a day of the week, man. You should look at it as an opportunity to, you know, be great and do all the good things. But look, you know, here's a comforting thing is that your son is not alone because there was a survey that was done last year that said up to 76% of us report having really bad Sunday night anxiety. And that's just compared to 47% of people around the world. So let me tell you, the Sunday scaries, it's an American phenomenon and we're not alone. Your son is not alone. This is true. Feeling this. We've got Donna on the line. Uh, hi, Donna. What's your idea for defeating the Sunday scaries? Oh, I look forward to watching funniest home videos. <gasps> Yay, yes. Okay. Donna. This is actually, I think, one of the reasons, honestly, why they put it on Sunday nights. My kids are the same way. That show is so good. In fact, Last night I was shopping, and I called a friend to check and see if it was going to be on or not, because sometimes football gets in the way. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't on last night, and I kept shopping till 9 o'clock last night. (laughs) I love it. So shopping is another one that helps. I love it. Well, Donna, thank you so much for weighing in. Have a good day. Thanks. Thank you. All right, and Terry's on the line. Hi, Terry. Terry, how do you defeat the Sunday Scaries? Well, what I've always done or have for years since I've had a family is I always plan a really good Sunday night meal, Mm. something the whole family likes, something that everybody's going to want to sit down for, and I even have a dessert, and that's the only night of the week I do that, and it's because I know everybody's kind of feeling those Sunday blues Mm. because of Monday work and stuff, and so everybody's... Goes to or leaves the table with a full belly and feeling satisfied and happy, and it helps. 
I love that, Terry. I love that, Terry. Especially the dessert part. I love all of it. I thought about making something last night. Like I'm like, "Mm, it's Sunday. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to make something really elaborate. But the sad part is I don't think about it until 530 at night. And then I don't have any time left. But I love Terry's idea of easing the weekend to a close with a nice meal and doing other things. If I could just add like three more hours to the week, I would do it on Sundays, though. Oh, for right? sure. 110%. Yeah, so that you could just like have a few more hours on Sunday, still sleep a full night, get up on Monday and feel refreshed. Oh. I'm just that's I'm just putting I love your my request world, in. Colleen. I'm just I love putting it. my request in. No big deal. <laughs> All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh we got to bat this around. We've got a we've got a scenario that we have to run through the good idea or bad idea filter. And it has to do with who's going to replace Kathy Lee. And uh, we're not talking about the person that's been rumored already. There's a new rumor in town, and we're going to put that through the good idea, bad idea filter. We'll tell you who it is after this on My Talk 1071. Well, there's another rumor floating around about an idea of who could fill the shoes of Kathy Lee Gifford on the Today Show. And we're going to throw it through the good idea or bad idea filter. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, I think, has been sent home. Maybe. Perhaps. Don't know. We don't know. Uh, he filled in on the morning show this morning and was sticking around way too long and very tired. <laughs> Holly Roberts is here. We're taking you to three o'clock today. Now, uh, Holly, you brought this information to us this morning. Yes, Colleen, I ask you the question, good idea, bad idea, Jerry O'Connell, the new co-host for the third hour of the Today Show. Hmm. Now, this gossip comes courtesy uh, via E! News, then via Page Six. Now, Jerry O'Connell says that he would love to be the new co-anchor of the Today Show. He said, officially, I have not heard anything. I love that format. I love Hoda. He goes on to say, Hoda is an infectious, beautiful soul. It's such an exciting time in her life. It would be an honor for anyone who gets to be there with her. Oh. Yeah, Jerry, I mean, somebody throw Jerry O'Connell a dang okay. show to host because this man is thirsty. Okay, now re- so that was actually going to be my very first reaction. <laughs> reaction, because he has been trying desperately to get a talk show of some sort for how long now? Because yeah. remember, he was trying out alongside uh, Kelly Lee. No, Kelly Ripa. Yeah, that's her name. <laughs> Kelly Ripa on uh, the Kelly and now Ryan show. Yeah, remember when they had auditions for Kelly Ripa's co-host and it took them about a year and a half and then they finally, for some weird reason, decided that Ryan Seacrest would be the greatest co-host? And he was one of, but Jerry O'Connell was one of the fan favorites, right? Right. And uh, he is currently married to Rebecca Romaine, formerly Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Um, so she used to be married to John Stamos. No, That's yeah. what I was trying to say there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he's married to Rebecca Romaine. They have children together. But he, has he, he, I mean, I'm looking, I'm trying to look at his IMDb. Um, it's, he, he 
has a couple projects, but so right now outside of Big Bang Theory, yeah, uh, he hosts Bravo's Play by Play, which is a show naturally on Bravo. Now I think this is the show that wanted to take the dudes angle, yeah, on shows, and so Jerry O'Connell is hosting this. Night, can we just give the man a proper talk show? That's yeah. all he wants. That's all he wants, and you know what? He can talk. He's He's a bubbly, he is a bubbly guy. He's got a big personality. Yes. Now, good. Here's okay. This is what I want to throw out there. Just as another perspective to look at this through. Right. So we talked last week a little bit about the fact that one of the things that people responded well to was, um, and I'm trying to remember what morning show they did this on, when they did not, oh, it was on the Today Show. Are you talking about the Today Show? Yes. When Matt Lauer got when the Matt boot. When Matt Lauer got the boot. And then it was just Hoda and Savannah. Yeah. And that was great. So it wasn't like they got rid of a male anchor and they said, what male anchor can we replace him with? Yeah. Instead, they just put anchors in the chairs that felt like they worked, that made sense now here's yeah so i feel like the reverse should also be true right so if kathy lee is leaving we need a kathy lee like energy yes well that's why a lot of people speculated that jenna bush hager who is already a host on the today show would be filling in on the third hour now colleen you just jogged my memory oh and you're making me think something that could be a completely different possibility that nobody is thinking of Whoa. so the first hour of today, 7 a.m., it's Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Copy, right? right? Now, if Kathy Lee Gifford is leaving the third hour of the Today Show, who's to say that Hoda's not That's leaving, true. too? That's true. This is a good point, because then if Hoda leaves, because she's going to go down to the beginning of the Today Show, yeah. then they would effectively have two slots open for that third hour. That's what I'm saying. So they, then could then be could the be, they could be revamping the whole darn thing. Mm-hmm. Then it really could be... A Jerry O'Connell and Jenna Bush Hager situation. No. Possibly. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? I, I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't be a good idea. I think it would be a fine idea. Yeah, it would be fine. Breathe completely new life into it. Yeah. Give Jerry O'Connell something to do. Just give him something. Give him a darn show. <laughs> give the man a show. Mm-hmm. He's thirsty. He needs to talk to somebody. He does. And... Honestly, like I said, he's good at it. Yeah. He's got energy. I'm sorry. I'm, he's got I have some a, sass. And you have a mouth have full an, of ice. Well, I had to put ice in my mouth. I have an Oprah-level dry mouth right now. Wow. I'm sorry. Thanks for sharing. No, I appreciate have, it. All right. Well, you have Oprah-level I just didn't want to cough into the microphone, and I ran out of water. Okay. Okay, <laughs> now I'm good. Anyway, so, um, but Jerry O'Connell, I think he'd be fine. And Jenna Bush Hager, she'd be fine. That's great. And, uh, yeah, we'll take it. We'll do it. It's okay. fine. All right, it's so fine. I'm not even going to say good idea. I'm going to say, that's a fine idea. That is a fine idea. I'd take it. Yeah, why uh, not? Do we have another scenario we'd like to run through the filter? Yes. Holly Roberts? Yes, another good idea, bad idea. This time, courtesy of Kate Hudson. Okay. She is now Weight Watchers' new ambassador. She announced the news. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yesterday, okay. after revealing that her post-baby workout look, she set it's to lose 25 pounds before she starts work on a new movie in the spring. So that is the narrative. That is the story that Weight Watchers is selling us and why Kate Hudson is the new brand ambassador. Now she talked to Oprah. Apparently they had a little chat together uh, and then they shared it and it was like, oh great, I'm so excited to be a Weight Watchers host. That's great. We're FaceTiming together. Kate Hudson shared it on her Instagram account. Yay! So good idea. Bad idea. Okay. Oh, I have two thoughts. Well, let's do the first one. Okay, well, the first one I shared during the Dirt Alert, which is essentially that, like, generally speaking, I'm having some difficulty around the um, the move that it seems that Weight Watchers has done in the past and most weight loss uh, types of brands have done, which is to go after women who have just given birth yeah, to make them the spokespeople for the diets. Because like, uh, if they're making it a life, if, they, if they're trying to show you that this is a lifestyle, mm-hmm. they're picking sort of a temporary problem to throw it at. Sure. And that bothers me. It also, to me, pushes that narrative that like your job after you've given birth is to snap back like a rubber band yep. into your old body. And also the weight that you gained during your pregnancy is now seen as a problem. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that was my first thought, and that's my gut feeling. So that tells me, again, that would then go in the bad, bad idea bad idea category. But then it's going to be upheld by this. I just, I hadn't seen Kate Hudson since giving birth. I just opened up this article and looked at the picture of her from Instagram that was posted, I think, yesterday. Was this yesterday? Are you talking about a photograph of Kate Hudson in green tights? Yes, that says the Sunday suck-in. And if she wants to lose 25 pounds from that body, then I'm actually, then I'm upset with Weight Watchers for promoting that. Because you look at a photograph like Kate Hudson, and you're like, well, where would the 25 pounds be lost except if she lost a limb? Now, I'm not saying that it's <laughs> like, I, I get it. This is her job. Her body is her job. This is part of, you know, I'm not, that's not my commentary uh, on on Hollywood, whatever. That's a side. What I'm saying is if Weight Watchers is trying to be a company that is appealing to the masses, yep. seeing Kate Hudson looking like this, and becoming a brand ambassador for Weight Watchers because she wants to lose 25 pounds because she needs to get in shape for a movie. That doesn't, that doesn't to me, speak to the masses. So perhaps we've moved Kate Hudson, Kate Hudson as ambassadors in the bad idea. Yeah. Uh, maybe. How, do, do you concur? I feel bad. I totally just bogarted that entire... No, I feel good about it, and I feel good that you've decided that this is a bad decision because I'm with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we've got some D-bags to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107, One Celebrities Behaving Badly. Dang it! This is the Colleen and Bradley
Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, is now napping on the couch in our office. Oh. He did the morning show this morning. He's still here. Holly Roberts is here. We're doing the show together. We're taking you to 3 o'clock today. And uh, we love to tell you about celebrities behaving badly on the Colleen and Bradley show. We have a name for those celebrities. We call them D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I am going to crown Cardi B Offset and the whole crew D-bags today. Woo! This is such a mess. But you know, Holly, I think you put it best when uh, you said, or maybe I said, and then we said together, this is basically a reality show that's not on television. And oh, it's totally. Just taking place for you on social media and out in the open. So Cardi B and Offset, they were a couple. They got pregnant. They got married. They had a little baby named Culture together. Then... Offset apparently was stepping out with a lot of different ladies. A lot of different ladies. And Cardi B had had enough, and she decided that that was going to be the end of it. And uh, they are allegedly now getting divorced. And Offset apparently wants Cardi B back. That's getting you up to speed for what next transpired. Over the weekend, uh, during Cardi B's show in Los Angeles at a festival... At the Rolling Loud Festival, Cardi B was apparently shocked when Offset rolled out a display, a lighted display that said, take me back, Cardi. Uh, And he joined her on stage with a microphone. He said a few words into the microphone and she said a few words to him, not on the microphone. The two seemed to exchange some sentiments sentiments uh, before she (laughs) sent him off stage um i don't know and then she also sent the display off stage um i don't know what the heck is this is all supposed to be doing is happening and what's going on here Oh, what's going on? What I don't, is this? Oh, what are these kids oh, doing? I don't know what these kids are doing I, right you know, now. The, uh, and then w- to further the story, they share a publicist. So the publicist is who helped Offset make this happen. Yes. Because, of course, the first question you ask is, how did he do this in the first place, right? Like, well, obviously. How does he get cl- clearance to just, like, trot out there with a large large lighted display that says take me back cardi yes right to the stage during her show you were born at night but you weren't born last night exactly obviously offset had some help in putting this together exactly this was pre-planned right he didn't just go rogue and like show up on stage right so he had clearance to do this um so they have the same publicist the publicist helped with this uh and now the public is you know publicly you know, speaking out against the publicist. Oh, yes. And now Cardi B is trying to defend the publicist. And again, this is all just a display. We're all talking about it. Oh, of course. This has all been constructed for our consumption mm-hmm. and entertainment. Now, remember, Cardi B is a reality television star. Yeah. She got her start on Love and Hip Hop, which yep. is a reality show on VH1. Mm-hmm. She was on season six of that show. So she knows the game. She knows how to get attention. Mm-hmm. 
And this is this is made just for us, and we're talking about yep. it because it it hits all the the pressure points because you're watching it and you're like the nerve of Offset to right. go on her stage right. and to interrupt her show to try to beg for her forgiveness when he was stepping out on her in the first place. It elicits emotions because at first when you hear this, you're like, what? Yeah. What? Why would he do that? And then you just scratch the surface a little bit. And then you realize, oh, wait. Okay. So they're going to have their responses, not necessarily completely scripted, but strategized out. And then they're going to lead you in certain directions. So don't worry. This is not real. Well, and she's having her year right now. Right. I mean, we've talked about this. Like, she's been on top of the heap all year. She has. You know, a ton of of different music award nominations. She's she's got a bunch of Grammy awards. Yes. She's uh, one of Entertainment Weekly's Entertainers of the Year. Yes. I mean, she's on the top of many many lists for 2018. Yes. And Offset, not too shabby himself. Of course, he's a member of Migos, and right. they're huge. Right. And so they want your attention. They want your eyeballs. They want your reactions on Twitter. And this is the currency that we work with now. Yes. Is through clicks, likes, views, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, it's working. It, it's working. It's working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What and kind of? I won't but, be your fool. But kind of debaggy because you want to try to trick us, but we see your game. I won't be your fool. No, you won't be your fool. Mm-hmm. All right. I got a lady debag, Colleen. Who's your debag? Oh, well, I don't think that these people have ever been, or at least this person has ever been featured in uh, as a lady debag. Oh, but it's a person that we talk about a lot on the Colleen and Bradley show. It's Priyanka Chopra. Oh, she's. Making she, her D-bag debut. She is. Congratulations. And she's dressed the part. Oh, and geez. That's the reason why Priyanka Chopra is my D-bag of the day. Now, Colleen, she's a fashionable lady. She looked stunning at her wedding and, and all of her other public appearances. But the thing that she is wearing or that she wore over the weekend is so ridiculous. <laughs> it is so D-baggy. It's so dumb. Now, Priyanka Chopra back in the United States after her wedding festivities to Nick Jonas. And she's strutting down the streets of Manhattan's West Village in December mm-hmm. where it's cold mm-hmm. and muddy and clearly wet. I and mean, wet yeah. in the following white turtleneck, lime green fuzzy jacket, white jeans, mm-hmm. white purse, white boots, white sunglasses. <laughs> I mean, and don't forget about the other accessory. Oh, her dog, who, by the way, is apparently named Diana. Uh huh. And Diana, the dog, has an Instagram following of 90,000 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a little purple jacket. Yeah. Poor Diana has no dignity, and you can see it on her face. No, she knows. <laughs> she <that> knows. She's. <laughs> A four-legged purse. But it's just like, okay, obviously, nobody in their right mind who's an actual commuter by foot in the city of New York would ever, ever, ever wear that outfit going to and fro from their appointments. Like, you just wouldn't. What this tells me is that Priyanka Chopra went on a paparazzi stroll. She literally walked a block, got the pictures taken, Mm -hmm. and then that was it. Her people phoned whatever paparazzo said, okay, we're going to be at this address at this time she's going to be walking out looking like this take the pictures and then she's going to get in the car I mean, she was probably outside for like 30 seconds yeah it's it's kind of ridiculous because you also when you look at pic- these pictures you you have to think in your first of all you have to think in your mind if i were walking down the streets of new york and i saw somebody wearing this 
in December ever. Or just ever. You don't I mean, care honestly, what time of year it is. I mean, honestly, I don't care what time of year it is. Yeah. Colleen, can we have some real talk? It's ugly outfits. It's, it's, it is. It's, I it's get how sh- you could build the case for high fashion. No, that's not high fashion. No, that's fashion victim. It's, that is, the, that's, it's almost Muppet, actually. Because she's wearing the tiny glasses, too, it's that bad. people keep on trying to make a thing. Those 90s narrow-lensed tiny glasses that nobody, I mean, nobody can wear. Maybe a 17-year-old, if they have the right face shape, but even then, it's like, oh, girl, you're going to look at those pictures 10 years from now and you're going to regret ever putting those on your face. You guys, it's bad. And Ooh. honestly, I just if I saw somebody walking down the street looking like that, you would be like that person is doing is not on. They're not on a mission. They're not going somewhere. They're doing that for there's. That's a spectacle. Yeah, that's a that's spectacle. A spectacle. Totally, one hundred percent. So gosh. this just leans into our narrative of the fact that you know the the image is constructed. It's like this is not casual. No, no. I mean, again, this is just meant for your consumption, and it goes into the narrative, and it goes into the way that we tell celebrity stories in twenty eighteen, which is via these uh, casual paparazzo moments, which, which have been around, quite frankly, for decades. And, uh, you know, making viral sensations out of thing. I mean, but her dog, though, her dog is just not having it. That little Diana, who's cute as a button with an old gray mug, wearing that purple jacket and is like, I have no dignity left. If you'd like to follow uh, Priyanka Chopra's dog, Diana, on Instagram, uh, she goes under the moniker Diaries of Diana. And she does have 93... Point three thousand followers. Yeah, she sure does. Now, I'd like to thank Bradley Trainer, who's currently napping on the couch after hosting the morning show here, <laughs> for tipping us off to Diana Chopra's Instagram account. Anyway, so Chonus, get lost in that, you so guys. So your Chonus bonus continues, and this oh is kind of how I see the Chonus, the marriage between Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. This is how the narrative is going to continue by staging. Uh, Casual walks in the West Village in your white boots in December. And your Muppet jacket. And your Muppet jacket. When we come back, while we are in New York, we have to stay in New York for the next story, which is really a sad and troubling story from the weekend. And that is the story about Pete Davidson. Um, He had a very troubling Instagram post over the weekend, right before the airing of Saturday Night Live. And uh, I kind of took issue with how Saturday Night Live handled it. And I want to talk about that when we come back after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Well, that was strange timing for this song uh, by Ariana Grande, the ex-fiance of Pete Davidson, to come up in the rotation because uh, we were all set to talk about a very, uh, a very kind of sad thing that happened over the weekend. Uh, with Pete Davidson. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer did the morning show this morning, so he's off right now. Holly Roberts is here until three with me. Mm-hmm. And um, so over the weekend, Saturday Night Live, of course, airs on Saturday nights. And uh, before the show aired on Saturday night, Pete Davidson, who is a cast member on Saturday Night Live, posted uh, a message to his Instagram account that had a lot of people rightfully concerned. Yes. Um, The message was uh, um, kind of a longer version of the following, but it ended with, I really don't want to be on this earth anymore. 
this message, of course, prompted a wellness check on behalf of many people who were very concerned. They oh, yeah. called the New York Police Department, um, who did check on him. Yes. Um, and they met with him in person. Um, now, his, and he has now since deleted his Instagram account. He's 25 years old. He has been very upfront and honest about his own struggles with mental illness. Yes. Um, and what I found really interesting, Holly, and I don't know if you had a chance to see this, but he he didn't he didn't show up in any of the sketches on Saturday Night Live, but he did introduce Miley Cyrus as the and and um, Mark Ronson as the musical guest. So he showed up to work that night. Exactly. And he did show up in front of the camera. Yes. And that I thought was so such a strange choice. Yes, because this went viral immediately mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson was trending on social media. And then you scroll through why he's trending and it's a very serious issue. And you're mm-hmm. like, OK, well, I hope he's OK. Yeah. And then word got out that he was at the set of Saturday Night Live and that he was doing all right. And then, yes, he eventually introduced Miley Cyrus and Mark Ronson. Yeah. And so I guess my question was and I don't know. I mean, you know, I wasn't I don't know what went into this decision. Um and whether or I mean, I'm sure he was involved in this conversation with the with the the crew at Saturday Night Live. But, you know, maybe maybe they wanted him to be busy in that moment. They yeah. knew he was safe because right. he was there. We also know that Ariana Grande showed up at 30 Rock, 30 Rockefeller, Rockefeller Center, which is where they do Saturday Night Live. And she was in the lobby and I believe she tweeted him. Yeah. So she tweeted uh, at Pete Davidson that night saying this downstairs and I'm not going anywhere. If you need anyone or anything, she continued on social media. I know you have everyone you need, and that's not me, but I'm here too. Now, that, of course, speaking directly to Pete Davidson, she has now since deleted uh, these messages on social media. And and reports are that he did not... Um he did not want to see her. They did not connect. Yes. Um, but that she was there. Now, there was this other storyline kind of going on concurrently dealing with Kanye West and Drake and uh, the topic of mental illness. And Ariana Grande had sort of inserted herself in a conversation there. And yes, and that was joking. I think the gist of what was happening there was that Ariana Grande had a new song that was dropping on Friday. And she was like, hey, you know, don't want to get in between the two of you guys fighting. But, you know, we're over here releasing new music and stuff. And then she apologized because the joke didn't go over that well. What's really fascinating about this is this is very personal. Right. Stuff that's happening. This is yes. real life stuff yeah. that's happening with Pete Davidson yes. and Ariana Grande. And they're choosing yes. to communicate with each other in a very public way. Well, and, th- and they have to know and they have to understand what they're doing by doing that and then putting stuff out there, then deleting it and taking it back. Right. And a lot of young celebrities do that. Well, they'll put stuff out on social media, then they'll retract it or they'll delete their accounts just outright. Like Selena Gomez has done that mm-hmm. in the past. Well, part of me thinks too, at least in their case, I think that might be one of the only ways they can get to each other. Sure. Meaning that is the only way they can communicate with each other because you know that they're not going to be taking each other's calls. Mm hmm. And 
So putting it out there on public is kind of like putting somebody out on blast being right. like, hey, you know what? If you're not going to take my calls, you're not going to read my texts and you're not going to respond to me. I'm going to put this out on a public forum and you bet that all of these media sites and other people are going to see exactly what I want to communicate with. Putting the pressure on yes. you to say something bad. And that's also the other part of it is that they want the public to see that they are being supportive and not dismissive, dismissive of what's happening. Of what's happening. Yeah. But I mean, that is like a whole extra level that is a different is probably damaging in its own ways. But at the, at the core of it, I think about somebody like Pete Davidson, who has been public with his struggle about uh, around mental illness and how scary this was for the people around him. Of course. Yes. And, um, and, and how, how nervous just alone that, that message alone made people. And then um, that, that it really did kind of set into, into motion, this chain of events where people were really worried about his welfare and they were there to make sure he was safe. And the choice that Saturday Night Live made to put him in front of the camera, all it did was kind of give people more fodder almost. Sure. Because then the conversation came, became how does he look? Yeah. I'm worried about him. Uh huh. Uh, Something's clearly wrong. Um, it was, it, I, I questioned that choice. I see, I see maybe wanting him to be useful, to be working, to be distracted, and, or to be, and to be embedded in his routine. Yes. But, but to put him out in front of people in a way that kind of exposes him to critique in that way. Yeah. I don't know that that was the the right move in that moment. It made me nervous mm-hmm. and I felt really conflicted about it um, and, and concerned for him. Yeah. Because I also think he's had a, a very, he's been very exposed this year mm-hmm. in a way he never has been. No. As a cast member, he flew very much under the radar. Yeah. And we, we were not talking about Pete Davidson until this year. Yeah. And his relationship with Ariana Grande. Yeah. I mean, that's the context. I know, you know, SNL fans, comedy fans knew who Pete Davidson was, but for the average everyday person, this uh, gossip coverage came at the expense of his relationship with Ariana Grande. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and anytime that any kind of message like that on social media, I mean, people are going to react like what Pete Davidson put out there. Yes, absolutely. You need a welfare check. You need to be checked on. And I'm kind of with you, Colleen, where it was like, I understand SNL, maybe what you were thinking about putting Pete Davidson on the camera. However, was it in the best interest of Pete Davidson? Ultimately, yeah, I'm just not sure. Yeah. Uh, quick reminder. Uh, if, for anyone who is considering um, suicide, there is a phone number. There is help. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-TALK. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I need to hear about... This episode is sponsored in part by U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card. You're the boss of your own life, but are you the boss of your own finances? Here at the Jordan Harbinger Show, we don't shy away from real-life conversations. And of course, one of the most taboo topics is always finances. U.S. Bank offers a wide range of credit cards for a wide variety of financial needs, and one of its most useful cards is the U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card. With a low introductory APR for 20 billing cycles, this card is a tool for getting ahead. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is a savvy financial tool for large purchases, unexpected expenses, and balance transfers, and with the ability to customize your payment date, this card gives you control over your financial future. Apply now at usbank.com platinum.
With the U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card, have peace of mind for all your financial needs. To see if you qualify, visit usbank.com slash platinum. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. Some restrictions may apply. Mile 1298. You're new to this whole EV thing, but those range fears, way overblown, because your all-electric Hyundai Ionic 5 gets you to work and back all week on a single charge. When it comes to embracing change, we're thinking of every mile. Hyundai, it's your journey. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2023 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities in select states only.